Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Good afternoon, everyone. Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. Welcome back. For those of you who have been with me on this journey for a while, I want to tell you I appreciate you coming back and listening, but I also appreciate the fact that you circulate this and and share this with your friends and colleagues at your office and other places. I had an email from a gentleman here last night, actually, before I'm recording this, who said that a friend of his shared one of the episodes with him, and it was the one on podcasting. And he has decided after listening to that, I must have lit lit a fuse or must have tapped into something that was already there. He is going to launch a podcast. And so uh, we'll we'll get uh, more information to you on his podcast when it comes out. But uh, I appreciate that. And so therefore, thank you to all my listeners who share this because you just never know. You know, it's I know that sharing of podcasts, I do it sometimes. I probably don't do it enough. I listen to probably eight or 10 podcasts on a regular basis. I find them outstanding, and if you know what, if I start to listen to an episode and it it doesn't interest me at all, I just either fast forward through it or just delete and go to the next one. I don't delete the podcast, I just delete the episode, but it's a great way for learning, and and I know that obviously if you're listening to this, you're a podcast fan, so keep listening and keep sharing it. We really appreciate it. I've got kind of an interesting story for you today. By the way, if you uh, want more information on who I am and what we do at Caskey, go to BillCaskey.com. We're getting ready to relaunch our website. We'll let you know more about that when it's up. This is an interesting thing that happened to me. I got a call from a guy probably a year ago, and he was in a business. He's a, he was a territory manager and still is. And uh, he had a pretty large territory down in the southwest part of the country, U.S., and he was looking for ways to improve his efficiency. It was, it was a fairly large territory, had a lot of prospects, a lot of clients, a lot of ground to cover, and he was struggling doing it. He was out, he had a family, he was traveling you know, two or three days a week, and he was just really getting burnt out. Loved the business, loved his customer base, loved what he sold, but just to travel was burning him out. And I hear that a lot, actually. I mean, that, that, and, and I know that, you know, we we say that the digital movement would stop the travel or at least cut it back, but I don't know. I still see a lot of folks traveling, and, and that's good. I, I know you need to, and I do it. But man, there's uh, there's other ways to do things today. So anyway, he called me, and he said, I want some help. And he had read one of the blogs that I did called The Rise of the Digital Seller, and he really took uh, took a liking to it, and he really saw that it was a almost like a, a saving grace for him if he could learn how to do that. So I worked with him on a, a one-to-one coaching basis for uh, a few months. I don't do one-to-one coaching anymore. All my coaching is done in small groups. 
uh, one-to-ones just, uh, it just takes too much time for everybody and you don't get the value of other smart people like you do in a peer group, a small peer group. But I did work with him and, and he was a very eager learner. Uh, this is a guy who took almost everything I said and put it to work. He executed, he implemented and I'm not suggesting that my ideas were all that good, but together we came up with some really good ideas, and he was never, ever afraid to do what needed to be done. So here's his story. I want to tell you what, what happened to him. He was a top 20 salesperson, meaning in his company of a couple hundred salespeople, he was in the top 20. He had just actually gotten his territory expanded. So not only did he have the states that he had when he came to me, but as we started to work together, the company said, you know what, David, you're doing an awesome job. Here's more, here's more real estate, which added to his pain. Didn't, didn't, I mean, he appreciated the vote of confidence, but still, it, uh, it was way too much territory. Fast forward to the last quarter of this year, the last quarter that just ended, he was the number one salesperson on his team. Number one out of a couple of hundred. Uh, after he started to implement some of these things, his world changed, his, his leadership changed, his income changed, his results changed. Now, I'm going to share with you the things that he did to create that change because it's important to me, if I were listening to this, to say, well, exactly how did he do it? Because I think a lot of times podcasters and experts, we say, well, go do this. You know, you need to be doing more of that. You need to be doing less of that. Okay, I got it. But, but how? What, what's the how there? And I know some people are resistant to the how. They feel like, well, no, you don't need to tell people how. You just need to tell them what they need to do, and they'll figure it out on their own. No, I don't think so. I think when something is a little bit more difficult or new or inventive, I think you have to help people with the how. And so that's what I'm going to do in this uh, program today. And I'm going to share what David did, how he did it. And if you can use this, then I would use this. And there's a whole, there's a whole lot more behind this than just what I'm going to give you. However, I want to give you a quick win. And if you just do one of these three things, you will have a quick win. So the first thing that he did, and this is even before the three that I'm going to give you, he had to change his attitude. Uh, a, he had to change it from a salesperson to a marketer. And I know that's really hard because all the sales books written, I just saw a sales book come across my uh, path the other day and I went and downloaded it. It was a free download and it was the same stuff that people have been teaching for 50 years. You got to make more calls. You got to be more convincing. You got to be more persuasive. You got to get your pipeline to bup, a funnel and sequence and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh God, is that still where you are? And this was a, a fairly popular author, but it was the same stuff, the same stuff. And I think we've got to get past that. And that's why I like this concept of the rise of the digital seller, because we've got to, we still have to talk to people. We still need to find their problem. We still need to lead them through the sequence, through the path, through the process. We have to talk about money. We have to find out if anybody else in the organization is, is making the decision. Yes, we have to do all that. But we can't do that to the exclusion of digital. It, digital is not going anywhere. It is here. It's here to stay. And if we sales professionals, and I include myself there, even though I own a business and I train and consult and all that, I still, I still sell. 
uh, we've got to figure out a way to use it because it's a gift that's been given that will keep on giving, but we've got to use it and we don't. So he had to change his attitude away from just being a door-to-door knocking on door sales professional or amateur, as it were, to a pro. The rise of the digital seller is a, is a pro move. Stephen Pressfield wrote a book here a few years ago called Going Pro. And it was his journey from being an amateur writer or playwright to being a pro. And I think it's the same thing here is we've got to we've got to go pro when it comes to being a digital salesperson. So number one is he had to change his attitude, he had to change his tune a little bit. Number two, he had to subscribe to some tools. Yes, he had to spend his own money. How many times have I heard individuals, I would call you amateurs, say, well, I don't have the money to, to do that. I don't have the money for training. I don't have the money for a personal coach. I don't have the money to subscribe to an email software program. I don't have the money for a video, a video editor. I don't have the money for, Bob. come on, snap out of this. You have so much potential. Sometimes you just have to invest in yourself. We are so reluctant to invest in ourselves. Yeah, we'll buy books occasionally and we'll buy office supplies maybe out of our own pocket. But come on, we've got to, we've got to invest in our future. Every dollar that comes in to your bank account, a portion of it needs to go back to invest in your future. How are you building your future? How are you investing in it? Because some of the dollars that we're going to talk about today are investing in your future. They're saving you time or they're making you money. Okay, so he had to decide that he was going to invest some money in this. Number one then, so after he got those attitudes down, uh, I suggested to him that he create a video blog on LinkedIn. He didn't have a website. He didn't actually have a blog, although I do. I would recommend that for him. And is it work? Yes. Does it cost money? Eh, a couple hundred bucks, yes. But but if you if you're too cheap to do that and don't want to go to the trouble of setting that up and branding yourself, then go to LinkedIn and you can do video on the LinkedIn article blog. So what he did was each week he would pull one topic that he noticed in the field was a big deal. Uh, it could be it could be a trend. It could be a seasonal situation. We're heading into fall. Everybody was concerned with X. Uh, it could have been some kind of trend in in uh, CPA and the CPA business. Maybe some kind of tax change. Maybe he heard something from one of his CPA clients that was so useful that he wanted to share it with everybody else, and he would give them credit. But he would do a weekly video blog, put it on LinkedIn. If he didn't know the ins and outs of the topic, he would research it. And he said, you know what, I got to the point where in one hour, I can research a lot on Google. And within a short amount of time, I can have some great content. So that's what he decided to do. And that's what he did. He did it every week, he would devote two to three hours on Monday morning. He said, you know, I sometimes have a tough time going Monday morning, getting out of the house. Okay, great. We'll take that time and devote it to sketching out outlining your video blog for the week. He would he had a camera on his iPhone obviously. He used a $29 microphone that he got on Amazon to plug it into his iPhone and then clip it a lavalier mic clipped on his shirt. 
He set up a little tripod with his iPhone on it, and he went to town. He would then send it into his Mac, and he would edit it on whatever editing package he had. There's tons of those. But he would do that, and every week he would post this to LinkedIn. And what he started to find was that every time he posted something, the effect was cumulative. So the first one he posted, he got two or three comments, 10 or 12 likes, boom, that was it. The next one he posted, he got 15, 20 likes, he got four or five comments. Every time he posted, he would get more and more comments, more and more likes, and more and more people reaching back out to him for more discussions. Obviously, some of those led to sales. They did. And that's, again, that's why he went from number top 20 to number one, because those started to lead to sales. But that was activity. He, I said, you've, David, you've got to pay no attention at all to the quick turnaround on this. If, it, if you start this and three months into it, you haven't seen anything, keep doing it. It's all cumulative. Now, fortunately for him, he picked some really good topics. He wrote some really good headlines, and he did some nice video blogs. These things were two to three minutes. So that was number one. Number two, he started to collect email addresses. He had a lot of email addresses, but they weren't in a format that he could send out a mass email. So he went to Constant Contact, I think it's constantcontact.com, for $20 a month, he bought their software. And every time he would have somebody that he would meet, he would say, do you mind if I add you to my email list? They they said yes, he would put it in. So after 90 days, he had 500 people on his email list. What he would do is every week when he published these video blogs on LinkedIn, he would send out an email to his list with the link, with a screenshot or a thumbnail, screenshot of the thumbnail of the video. And he would say something like, hey, guys, I just did a video where I talked about the the one major trend affecting CPAs as a result of the congressional blah, blah, blah resolution. And I thought you'd like to see some of my thoughts on it. And he would send that out. They would, it would link to the LinkedIn article, which would increase that population. More and more people would comment. But he needed the email because he needed to find a way to get people there. Sometimes he would send out an email that had nothing to do with a LinkedIn article. It was just, hey, going to be in Denver next week. I'm going to be uh, doing a meetup at, uh, you know, in, Bloom, in Broomfield. Bloomfield. There's Bloomfield, Michigan, but there's Broomfield, Denver, or, or Colorado. And would, li- would you like to come? Here's the date and time. So collecting the email address is really important. And he needed, to, he couldn't just do it in Outlook or Mac Mail or Gmail. He had to have a system. He had to have software. 20 bucks a month, guys, is a very small price to pay to have 500 to 1,000 people that you can email at the drop of a hat. You can put it in your phone. It's very convenient. So number two is he collected email addresses. Number three, he started to communicate through video and audio. Let's say he was in San Diego and somebody from Phoenix called, a CPA from Phoenix, and they called and left a message. If he had something very short to say, he would not call them back. He would shoot a quick video of him answering the question and send it, either text it to that person or email it. Now, these videos had to be short because the iPhone does compress these videos, but you can't do a 10-minute video and send it that way. So send a, get a one-minute video. If you have to do a longer video, there are apps that will slim the video, compress it even more, 
which don't really doesn't take away from the quality that much, especially if it's going to be seen on the iPhone. But the point is there, I would you don't even need that. Just shoot a video on the iPhone. Also, what he was doing, he had a little small distribution element. So he had like 25 people who also called on CPAs who they didn't just sell his product. They were almost like a rep firm or a channel of distribution. But he got leads occasionally from them. But he never had done anything with that group. So every uh, Monday morning, he would send a quick video to that group of people. I think there were 20, 22 on his list. These are, again, these are salespeople who call on his same prospects. And he would stay in front of them that way. The old way to stay in front of people is to go travel with them. Well, okay, you need to do that. But you can't do that every week, especially with 22 people. So he stayed in front of them digitally digitally stayed in front of them. And guess what happened? They started to sell more of his stuff because he was there. He was there with them. He was giving them good advice, giving them tips, bringing them value. And so they, he was not out of sight, out of mind for them. So he started to do that. A second thing that he did that I thought was really clever, I did not come up with this. I did not come up with this. He did. And I thought it was really good. And it's really worked well. Anytime he sends a quote, so if he's out and about it, or somebody calls him and says, look, I want to I talk about your services, and they have a couple phone calls, and at some point it, it turns into a proposal, he would send the proposal, but he would also record an audio, put it up on Dropbox, and he would send that with the proposal. So that way, the person uh, not only is reading the proposal, but they're listening to David go through it. I can't remember whether he went through the proposal point by point. I think he did, but he had some preamble there. It was just a way for him to connect with people. And a lot of times, the the CPA partner would be able to send this out to other people inside the CPA firm and let them experience David and his proposal and his audio. And so that was a really interesting way. And he said he has had so many people say that is unique, it's innovative, it's inventive, and it helped us select you. Because we felt like if this guy goes to this much trouble to make sure we understand the proposal, he's going to go to a lot of trouble to make sure we're going to be able to implement the solution. And I thought that was great. Another thing that he did sometimes is if he wanted to record an audio on a really good quality mic, he recorded it uploaded it to Dropbox, and then when he sent his email out, his weekly or monthly email out, he would just link to the Dropbox link so people could could listen to it right there. He didn't link it to a website, didn't link it to LinkedIn. It was, it was just on Dropbox. It's easy to do. You just click play. You've seen it. I don't need to explain that. So what has happened since he started doing these three things? And, and believe me, these things take time. They take hours and hours a week to do. Probably as I look at this list, and I think he told me it's about, it's about four to six hours a week to engage in these things. So it'd be very easy for you to say, oh, I don't have that kind of time. I'm traveling, baby. But hear how stupid that is. I'm traveling. I'm behind the wheel. I'm totally inefficient when I'm out on the road. I'm flying. I'm between airports. I'm t- catching Ubers. no. You don't need to be doing that all the time, especially if you invest the time doing this. I'm not saying it will replace travel. I know that I think so many of us just love the notion of traveling. We've done it for so long. We've never done this. And so when I say sit down in front of your uh, computer and 
create a video or outline a video, that's almost harder work for you than getting in a car, driving to the airport, getting on a plane, flying to Des Moines, coming back, catching Ubers, and being worn out. I really believe that that's harder. Uh, I think that's easier for a lot of people than sitting down and writing an article or sitting down and shooting a video. But you've got to get this, gang. This is the rise of the digital seller. It's coming, and there's more than just these. But I wanted to give you some ways that you could kind of mimic what David has done. He went from top 20 to number one in a group of 200 people. And, he, and I said, how many people have, have reached out to you and said, how are you doing this? How are you, how are you doing this? I mean, I'd like to do this too. Do you know how many of the 200 have reached out to him since the first quarter was over and he was number one? Guess. Zero. Zero. Your competition is not doing this. But one of these days, one will. And when one does, especially if it's not in your company, if it's a competitor, they will own the market. So don't let them get first mover advantage on you. Do it. Start being a digital seller. You can go to BillCaskey.com if you want to hear more. Obviously, we've got uh, a lot of episodes up already in the library and the archive. And if you're interested in joining a peer group of like-minded, high-achieving digital salespeople, you can go to the2xgroup.com, the2xgroup.com. I'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.